Hello, and welcome to Great Takes Less Filling by The Daily Gopher. I'm Chris, go away you fur. With me this week is Andy, GopherGuy05. Hello, everybody. And we've got a very uh, Olympic sport, non-rev-focused Great Takes this week. Obviously, we'll be talking about softball, uh, a little bit of baseball, a little bit of track and field. And, uh, I, well, we've got a hockey schedule talk, and I feel like we're forced to include hockey as a non-rev because nobody shows up to the games anymore. That's a nice, uh, that's a nice little cheap shot. I, it's not my fault. Y'all, y'all living in the state don't go to the games. I'd go to the games all the time, but I'm stuck in Ohio. It's not my fault. Um, but we'll, we'll move away from that. We'll get back to the cranky hockey talk here in a little bit. We'll start with softball. Um, softball? Eliminated from the Women's College World Series, uh, basically immediately they lost their first two games, which in a double elimination bracket, of course, means you're out of the tournament. Andy, can you break down what happened in those losses for us? Yeah, you know, it was uh, it was just a matter of the Gophers got outclassed by a couple of really good opponents, and uh, unfortunately, their star pitcher Amber Pfizer didn't quite have her best stuff. Uh, you know, Pfizer struggled with her off-speed pitches and her control in both the UCLA game and the Washington game. The Gophers would lose to UCLA in the first round 7-2 to two and would end up losing to Washington in the loser's bracket 5-3. to three. Um, But yeah, Pfizer, Pfizer had six walks in the UCLA game, which is the most she's had by far all season long, uh, and just didn't quite have her, her control. Um, gave up a couple of home runs to in each game, which didn't help. And, um, you know, it, it just was unfortunately not the, the best Gopher team that we had seen through the regionals and the super regionals. Um, you know, Gophers obviously struggled to put some offense together, which is not surprising considering they were up against the uh, two-time defending women's college softball player of the year in Rachel Garcia for UCLA in their first game and then uh, an All-American pitcher for Washington in the second game. So uh, that's not surprising for for the Gophers, unfortunately. Uh, but they ended up getting some hits later in the games to make things a little more interesting. But uh, but the lack of of Pfizer being a, a true ace and and domination um, sort of hurt them. And you know uh, that's the way the cookie crumbles. The the Gophers they were making their first trip to Oklahoma City, whereas Washington and UCLA are are fairly regular opponents. Um, so, you know, they, they've been there before. They knew what it takes. Hopefully this is a, a boost for the Gopher program moving forward, and they'll be able to uh, take what they learned here and, and put it towards uh, the future. Obviously, this was the farthest any Minnesota softball team has gone in the postseason. Is that alone enough to make this the best Minnesota team in school history? I mean, I think you need to be able to make this argument. Um some people might decide to argue for the team that was ranked number one a couple of years ago that ended up getting screwed on, on home field and had to go down to uh, down to Alabama for the regional where they ended up getting eliminated by the Crimson Tide. Um, you know, while, while this team never was ranked number one and never was ranked that high, they played a much tougher schedule. Now, granted, they, they struggled against that much tougher schedule, but that helped them. Uh, that helped them get their RPI up, and that helped them get their their home games, and it shows you know how how potent this team is at home that they were able to advance from um, you know playing games at home and, and advance to the women's college world series. Um, you know, so I think I think you'd have to make an argument that yeah, this was the best uh, the best Gopher team in in history. Um, you know, they've got an ace pitcher. Uh, they had some some timely hitting. They had you know a top three finalist for the national 
freshman of the year. Um, they had a transfer who had 19 home runs, one off the, the school single-season record. Um, it makes you wonder how good this team could have been had Kendall Lidman decided not to transfer to Florida and stuck around for her junior season here. Um, I know some of the more smug Gopher fans can, can take solace that uh, Florida didn't get any further than the Gophers did in the uh, College World Series this year. They also were two games and done. So, um, And they got absolutely train-wrecked by Alabama and they're in their... Uh, elimination game. I think Alabama beat them like 15 to one or something like that. So, um, but yeah, you know, I think you have to make an argument that this was the, the best gopher softball team and, and they're looking pretty good in the future. Um, you know, Pfizer will be a senior next year, so she'll be coming back. Obviously Natalie Dent Hartog was only a freshman. Brander was only a sophomore. Um, McKenna Partain will be back for her senior year. She set the single-season record for runs scored and is only 34 off the all-time Gopher career record for runs scored. Um, they'll have to fill some holes. Maddie Houlihan and uh, Allie Arneson were two everyday players who graduated. Sydney Smith, their second pitcher, graduated. Um, so there, there are definitely some spots to fill in the lineup and in the in the circle, uh, but they've got a pretty good freshman class coming in. Uh, they've got an All-America, high school All-American player from Colorado who probably will be able to slate in it at shortstop. Um, they have a pitcher who's seen some time with the Canadian national team uh, coming in as a freshman, so the hope is that uh, she sort of steps up like Sarah Gronewegen did, another Canadian who obviously had uh, three epic seasons for Minnesota. Um, so you hope that maybe Kiana Jones is her name. She can slide into the number two spot behind Pfizer next year and then take over the team for her last three years. Um, so the, the future is bright for this team. Um, you know, they're going to play another tough non-conference schedule. Uh, it was announced during the college world series that they've been invited back to the, the big national invite tournament in Tampa, St. Pete in February next year, where they'll end up playing. Uh, they played number one, Florida state last, uh, the twenty. 18 national champion there this year um so they'll fight face some really tough teams there again and uh you know going up against the best we'll we'll see it um in case anybody didn't know ucla who the gophers lost to in the first round ended up going five and zero in the tournament and winning the women's college world series and had no problem in the uh, best of three against oklahoma easily sweeping two games so uh you get better by going up against the best and hopefully that will help the gophers out uh, again in 2020 all right, uh, we'll keep it with uh, the spring um, sports here. MLB draft was uh, this week. Uh, Andy, can you run through who from the Gophers got picked? Yeah, the uh, the first round of the draft started Monday night and it completed here on Wednesday, and, and we had four Gophers who ended up hearing their names called in the NF, uh, MLB draft, not NFL draft, MLB draft. Um, and it was two juniors and two seniors. Uh, the first pick off the board was uh, Gopher junior closer Brett Schultz. He went in the seventh round to the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, and then senior right-hander Jake Stevenson went in the tenth round to the Cincinnati Reds, which will make Chris happy that he might get to see him in a few years. Um, and then Eli Wilson, uh, catcher Eli Wilson, who's a junior who many people thought would be the first Gopher off the board, he lasted all the way to the sixteenth round going to the Pittsburgh Pirates. And then finally, Nick Lackney, uh, another senior left-handed pitcher for the Gophers. He went in the 18th round to the Phillies. So the Phillies taken two Gopher pitchers. Um, obviously, the seniors in Lackney and Stevenson will be gone. I would fully expect that Schultz and Wilson will get enough money uh, that they will forego their last season eligibility and will also go uh, 
go to the minor leagues here relatively soon. Um, you know, un- unfortunately, you can, with Max Meyer moving to the rotation, Schultz had sort of taken over that closer spot from him and had really been pretty locked down. Um, so you'll miss a big, strong arm out of the bullpen if he leaves. And uh, Wilson really stepped up in his junior year, both uh, with his defense behind the plate and with his hitting. He hit over 300 for the Gophers this year with uh, with double-digit home runs, I believe. So, um, you know, the Gophers will have to find some uh, find some players to replace those, whether it be incoming freshmen or, or players who hadn't played much who will step into larger roles. But... Uh, you know, the way John Anderson recruits, I'm sure he's got some players in mind and uh, to step in and uh, hopefully get this team a little bit, uh, have a little bit better season in 2020 than they did in 2019. All right. Uh, track and field. Uh, obviously, the NCAA track and field championships, uh, you know, we're, you, you previewed that on, on the blog as well. Uh, for anyone who's, who's listening who needs a little refresher, what should we know about the Gophers who are competing? Yeah, so the Gophers had nine athletes who uh, qualified for the NCAA championships this weekend. Three men, six women, um, and the men got in action starting today. Um, Kieran McKeague was the first Gopher. Uh, he competed in the hammer throw. Uh, he was seated 19th coming into it and improved upon his seating. He ended up finishing 14th overall, so uh, that gets him second team All-American status, uh, which is a, a nice performance for him i believe he's only a sophomore so hopefully he can continue to to grow upon that uh the the event to watch for the gopher men uh is going to be the 3000 meter steeplechase uh, absa ali is the two-time defending big 10 champion he is the defending national champion he won he won the national title last year um he finished like i said we said won the big 10 finished first in the west prelims out in sacramento a few weeks ago uh, the surprise of that West prelims was uh, Alex Baston, uh, Gopher sophomore, who finished right on his heels, finished second in the West prelims. Um, the 3000 Steeplechase ran their prelims this morning, or this a- early this afternoon, and uh, it didn't go quite as well as the Gophers might have hoped. Ali ended up finishing eighth, so he qualified for Friday night's final. Uh, but Bastion finished 14th in the prelims. Uh, so he will not be able to compete. Only the top 12 make it to the Friday night finals. So uh, Absali will once again uh, try and compete to defend his national championship in the finals on Friday night. That uh, looks like it's scheduled currently right now to go off at 7.54 p.m. Um, thanks to the NCAA to scheduling everything down to the minute. Uh, <laughs> so, so we'll see Ali, uh, the women get started tomorrow. Uh, I think if you're looking for uh, a realistic chance for the Gophers to do something, uh, Temi Ugarindi, uh, in the hammer throw, she's a red shirt senior. Um, the women's hammer throw will take place at four 30 on Thursday. Uh, she is the three time defending big 10 champion. This is her third straight trip to the NCAA championships and she improved. She was 18th in 2017, ninth last year, uh, comes in seated fourth this year. So, uh, it'd be nice if, uh, Ogarindi could find the throw of her life and, and get on the podium here at the NCAA championships. Otherwise, uh, as I said, we've got, uh, five other women, uh, Amira Young in the 100 meters, Rachel Shaw in the 400 meter hurdles, Tess Kaisers in the shot put, and then the Haas sisters, Megan in the 10,000 meters, and Bethany in the 5,000 meters. Um, you know, a lot of those, uh, the prelims, they'll run on Thursday in, in the uh, in the running races. So the 100 meters, the 400 meter hurdles, um, 
the 10,000 meters is, is Thursday. I, those three women all sort of barely slid into qualifying, so it would be sort of a shock if either one of them uh, actually advanced to the finals on, on Saturday. Um, but I think Tess Kaisers would be the, uh, the one to watch. She's a redshirt freshman making her first trip to the NCAA tournament, obviously. Uh, finished fifth in the West prelims, uh, seeded seventh. So, um, you know, it would be a, a pretty crazy performance if she could do it. But, uh, you know, if she could rip off a, a big throw, she could surprise and, and hopefully maybe uh, bring the Gophers back home some hardware. Excellent. So we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, all right. We're about 13 minutes in. Somewhere someone is listening. They're gnashing their teeth. They want us to talk about hockey. And specifically, they want to talk about why are we playing hockey on Thanksgiving. So a little, little background here. Um, Big Ten released their hockey schedule today, which means that the Gophers could also release their full schedule today. Uh, for anyone who wasn't aware, University of North Dakota, the long-hated uh, rivals from the North are back on the schedule for a home series this uh, this winter. But Andy, just break it down. Like there is a game on Thanksgiving night. Is that correct? That is correct. And uh, as people have been saying on Twitter all day today, it's either going to be fantastic uh, showcase of college hockey, or it's going to be an absolute failure on the part of the University of Minnesota athletic program. So uh, let's hope for the first and and not the second. Um, but yes, so we knew we've known for a month or so now that the uh, the Gophers North Dakota series was scheduled for Thanksgiving weekend. Um, in case you're listening to this and you've been living in a box, you know what also is happening Thanksgiving weekend, of course, is the rematch for Paul Bunyan's axe on Saturday against Wisconsin at TCF Bank Stadium. Um, obviously, with a huge high-profile football game, uh, the Gophers aren't going to be playing hockey that Saturday. So your options were either a Friday-Sunday series, which they've done that before and they've not had great attendance at all on Sunday or doing what they're trying to do now, which is they figure they're going to be the only game in town on Thursday night. Uh, you'll be going up against uh, an NFL game and the egg bowl. Um, but you could get some national TV exposure on this game. Uh, it's two blue bloods of, of college hockey going at it. And uh, why not be a national showcase game? So Thanksgiving night, uh, the Gophers and the Fighting Hawks will be playing from Mariucci Arena. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, obviously, the Gophers have struggled with attendance-wise. This was supposed to be their, their crown jewel attendance series of the season. Uh, when North Dakota comes to town, they sell out. <coughs> what is it going to happen when you're playing one of the games on, uh, on Thanksgiving night? Um, how many Gopher fans aren't going to be able to go because they're going to be out of town visiting family. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see what that does for the attendance of that game. That's why it could be a spectacular failure because it could be uh, everybody from Minnesota deciding they can't go and selling their tickets, and all of a sudden there's 7,000 North Dakota fans in the arena that night because, as we know anything, North Dakota fans don't have souls. They could care less about their families. They're going to buy as many tickets to that game as they possibly can. Um, so if Minnesota fans are, are putting their tickets online for, for sale, 
uh, you can bet that the North Dakota fans are going to be ready to gobble them up. Uh, also, for anybody who hasn't noticed, uh, the Gophers have a new ticketing system with uh, Packy Lion. One of the advantages, if you haven't figured it out yet, uh, the new system for season ticket holders is an ease of access of putting your tickets on StubHub. So don't be surprised to see a lot of Gopher season ticket holders who decide they'd rather spend Thanksgiving with their families using that new option to put the games on StubHub. And again, who's going to spend lots of money to buy those tickets? It's going to be the idiots in green and black and white. So... um, it could be an interesting, interesting atmosphere inside the arena that night. That's for sure. Uh, but yeah, a couple other highlights of the Gophers' schedule. Um, well, well, hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut you off because I think it's important to to register at this moment that uh, a very, very important and I think rather rational take on this entire thing. This game is more important than your family. There, there. I don't care who you are. I'm sorry. It's North Dakota. It's more important than whatever the heck you'll be doing with your family on Thanksgiving evening, uh, which, in my experience, tends to be avoiding the relatives you don't like by that point in the evening, uh, watching a football game you don't care about by that point in the evening, or you're already asleep. So pop a caffeine pill, drink a Red Bull, whatever it takes. Get down to Mariucci, watch some hockey. It will be better than anything else you are doing, I promise you. No, the ultimate question will be is, of course, and this is where, I mean, I'm sure the university didn't want to schedule it that weekend, but it was probably the only open hole in the schedule for both teams, is um, you're going to be missing your most rabid part of your fan base, which is the students, unless you hope that a lot of your students are local, and yeah, they might not be on campus, but, you know, you can make that half-hour drive in from Maple Grove or Plymouth or whatever after Thanksgiving to get back for this game. Um, for those of you that are further astray, that might be an issue. But, but yeah, you know, uh, Minnesota will be losing probably a good chunk of their student section for this game as well. So you're turning what should be a, a raucous home ice advantage into something that probably will not be this weekend or that weekend. So, uh, yeah, basically it will take as many Gopher fans as they can to say, all right, we've had enough family. Let's go watch some hockey and, and hopefully they can keep some semblance of a home ice advantage that, that night and that weekend. In, in entirety because you'll have the same issues on with Friday as you would on Thursdays that, you know, a lot of people are out of town. Do the right thing, Gopher fans. I implore you. All right, so that's, that's like, a, you know, that's what, one-sixteenth of the schedule? Uh, obviously, there's, there's a, a lot more of the schedule we can talk about here. What do you think the best stretch is for the Gophers? Well, if you're if you're a big Gopher fan, um, it's going to be November. The Gophers play, uh, I think, four out of five weekends in November at home. Um, you know, they open up Big Ten play the first weekend, the first and the second, with Notre Dame coming to town, uh, and then take their only road trip of the month to Michigan the next week before hosting Penn State and Wisconsin, and then North Dakota. So you're hosting your two biggest rivals in Wisconsin and North Dakota on back-to-back weekends around Thanksgiving. That could be crazy. Um, you know, it, it, it hopefully being able to get off to a good start as well. Um, you know, with, with 
three of your first four Big Ten series at home. Uh, in Notre- yeah, that, yeah. So what's the trade off? There's got to be a trade off to that uh, when you tell me there's a there's a lot of front load. I'm assuming the back load is is a little less friendly. Yeah, that will be that will be the trick. Is is February is going to be a little interesting. Um, uh, basically, the Gophers January 31st, September 1st are in Madison. They come home for a quick series against Michigan State, but then they're on the road the next two weeks uh, at Notre Dame at Penn State before finishing the regular season at home against Michigan. So that will be a, a bit of a stretch. Um, you know, the the Gophers are going to have to try and uh, you know get their get their wins in early and and play well down the stretch. The other thing which is going to be interesting is obviously the teams take off a lot of time for the holidays. That's not surprising. Uh, the other major thing with the Gophers here is they have their one Big Ten bye also in January. So the Gophers play at Ohio State December 6th, December 7th. Then they don't play again until the Mariucci Classic, which should be a, the best Mariucci Classic in, in recent memory as it's an all-Minnesota Mariucci Classic. Uh, the Gophers get Bemidji State the first night, and then the other game is uh, Minnesota State and St. Cloud. So you're guaranteed to actually probably have decent attendance for the Mariucci Classic for the first time in God knows how many years. Um, but then they take the next week off, uh, which also coincides with the World Junior Tournament, which isn't the worst thing in the world. Um, they play one Big Ten series at Michigan State and then have the next week basically off. They play the U.S. under-18 team in the exhibition, but it doesn't really count. So the Gophers will play only four games that will actually count on their schedule for pairwise whatever in 41 days from in January and December. So um, that will be a bit of a long layoff, and you hope the team doesn't get too rusty. Uh, but uh, it'll be interesting how they... How they go into the season knowing you've got a pretty intense ramp up, then a big sort of lull in the middle, then a pretty intense ramp up to end the year. Now I just got to figure out which ones I can actually get to. Obviously, North Dakota seems doable since I'll be home that weekend. But were there any other? Uh, well, actually, yeah, that's my next question. For my last question for you: What are the for those who like to double up on their fun? What are the go for football home game, go for hockey? home weekend uh, pairings. Is it just North Dakota this year, or are there some other matchups that, that work? Uh, it's it's pretty much just North Dakota. If you want to double up, the other weekend you can double up uh, will be uh, October 25th and 26th. The Gophers have a home-and-home. Home. They play Friday night at home against UMD, and then they go up to Duluth on Saturday. Uh, that Saturday, the Gopher football team plays Maryland at TCF Bank Stadium. So that would be your other opportunity to, uh, to double up on the weekend. But otherwise... Um, the Big Ten did a fairly good job with the schedule of making sure that long stretch in November that uh, that there is no overlap between hockey and football. Every weekend, the the Gophers are football teams on the road, the hockey teams at home, and vice versa. Every team, the uh, the football teams at home, the hockey team is on the road. So um, you only get the you only really get the two weekends with the the Maryland and UMD and the. Uh, and the North Dakota and Wisconsin to try and uh, get to two different events in the same weekend. All right. Well, everyone, marshal your hate levels. Make sure that you've got a, a steady reserve because Thanksgiving weekend, in addition to that one relative or 17 relatives you don't like, uh, you're going to have uh, both no, uh, North Dakota and Wisconsin to, to hate on. So, you know, be safe preparing for that. It's going to, it's going to take some work, I think. Um, 
All right. Well, that is this edition of Great Takes Less Filling. Um, we will continue to have more for you as we stretch into the summer. Um, we'll be doing some theme podcasts based around drinking or grilling or other other factors. And I expect we'll be looking to you, uh, the listener, to come and throw us some more questions as the summer goes on to give us some topics as we reach the long, uh, long dry spell that is college sports in the summer. But in the meantime, go Gophers. Sky Yuma, row the boat.